last week we had uh, Justin Williams' dog made a guest appearance, so happy is welcome. This is a dog-friendly show. We're still hanging out in that one room. We're just closing the door. Come on. Come on. Okay, I'm ready. Versus Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Colby Smith, as always. And my guest today is a comedian, writer, and artist who can be seen on Broad City, Difficult People, The Chris Gethard Show, and more. Her writing has appeared in The New Yorker, and her artwork can be seen on Joe Parra Talks With You on Adult Swim. I can, of course, only be talking about Mary Holohan. Woo! <laughs> She's back. The queen is in her castle. Watch out. (laughs) Now, Mary, as I was just saying, uh, it's been three long years since you've made an appearance on the show. I can't believe it. At first, we were in the basement of a record shop. And in that time, we have moved to a fancy co-op office building. And now we're all just separately in our homes. Mary, talk about the passage of time. Oh my God, the passage of time is so crazy. Um, Three years ago, I had the hairstyle that I have now. And in the room, I had different kinds of hairstyles. And so something about time is, some would argue, it's cyclical. So that's just one example. (laughs) Thank you, Mary. Um, So when I texted you to ask you to come back to Young Persons Radio, you responded by saying your big celebrity question right now is why did Casey Musgraves get divorced from her husband? Yes. And I think we should, before we get up to anything else, we should talk about this issue because it's ruffling uh, ruffling a lot of feathers, I think it's fair to say. Really? Is that true? I have seen a lot of tweets of people just being like, if... Casey Musgraves and her husband are getting divorced, uh, then love is not real. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have seen a decent amount of that. And now I'm like, yeah, I guess I could see that as a ruffling of feathers. You know what? I see, I see some of those tweets and I just, I think love is real. I think, you know, sometimes relationships last a couple years. Sometimes they last, a bunch mm-hmm. sometimes they last several years so you know i don't i don't think it's that crazy that she would write this amazing you know album of love songs and then break up two years later yeah I think it's fine and i still believe in love it sort of relates to what you were saying earlier about the passage of time mm-hmm because not a lot of people know this you might not know this um but some people fall in love several times in their life. <laughs> so I think she's going to be okay. 
<laughs> were you were you aware of her husband before he was her husband? No, of course not. Certainly I was not either. However, I think I like him. I think I like him. And you know what? I have spent a lot of time thinking about Casey Musgraves and I had my doubts about their relationship, mm. I have to say. They're both country musicians, and she's a certified star with four Grammys, at least. Or she got four Grammys just in one year, and then I think one Grammys other times before mm-hmm. that year. I don't know how a husband could live in that shadow. I'm sorry. I <laughs> have seen men throughout my life, and I would not see a husband being able to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's just sort of, you know, it's just like Chris Pratt and, you know, the other one. Mm. You know, it's like you can't both be actors because, you know, it's annoying. Yeah, the, like, the, sh- the constant, like, shifting of, like, power and influence has got to be uh, a bit of a taxing thing to just be constantly dealing with. I guess especially in Casey Musgraves' case, because she, it really, I mean, I don't want to say it was like an overnight success, but that album was a huge. Yeah. She's the biggest country star in the world. And yeah. he's, he's got, what, 10K followers? Come on. <laughs> I bet he's got a lot more now. Um, he's like, I, I, I did do a lot of reading about their, their marriage after we talked about it yesterday. And... Their, like, meet-cute story I find very endearing. Do you know about this? They met at Bluebird Cafe. At the Bluebird Cafe, where so many careers have started. Sure. And uh, she saw him on stage and just thought, I love him. We've all been there. (laughs) So I'm dying to know what happened. I don't know if we'll ever know. Um, I was also reading... What was it? It was saying like rumors of the split has been going on for months, and I was like, they have, but I thought I was her biggest fan. (laughs) I was totally oblivious, and they pointed out that she brought Gigi Hadid to the Country Music Awards. Yes, sort of country award, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's true. I remember when that happened, and it didn't. I was just like, oh fun, they're friends. It didn't even occur to me that you were probably your spouse yeah oh rustin has other plans tonight um <laughs> that's what i that's what i thought yeah <laughs> he's in the studio <laughs> right i do think it's funny to imagine Gigi hadid and casey musgraves hanging out like i don't know what they talk about i don't know but um <laughs> did you see that um, is it both of them, Bella and Gigi? Well, Bella is making headlines um, because she is standing up for Palestinians, which isn't very popular for American celebrities to do. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think these Hadid girls, I think they might be deeper than some people think. Yeah, they got the... Uh, I mean, that's all. I didn't know that. That's awesome. It's true. It's true. And did you know, I'll tell you, since, since this is new to you, so... Um, Bella Hadid, she had been making posts, um, solidarity, solidarity with the Palestinians, and she posted a photo of her dad's passport and um, her, his passport. I don't know, do they not do this anymore? I wondered if it was because he was so old that it does this. It says, 
um, like place of birth Palestine. I wonder if like you're if you're born now, would it even say that? Maybe it wouldn't say that. Anyway, so it said place of birth Palestine. She had a pretty innocuous caption. It was just like, let's celebrate where our parents are from. Share your parents' stories. Yeah. Like it was very unoffensive and it got flagged and removed. Wow. Just yes. because it said Palestine on it? Yes. 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 Jesus. So then she was posting about that and saying, you know, how is this against your standards? This is crazy. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty messed up. I mean, yeah. knowing that like. Crazy. Instagram also like, I feel like has a pretty terrible track record on this stuff. Yeah. So what do you think of Mark Zuckerberg's face? What do I think of his face? Yes, that's my other celeb gossip uh, topic. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> there are so many things that I think about his face. The, the biggest one being, what's going on with that hair? Oh, sure. Yeah, he has bangs. Yeah, he's got, he's got like little curl bangs. He has bangs, which is unusual. Do you have gossip about the bangs? Um, I, I don't. I imagine maybe his hairline recedes more than he would like, and so <laughs> he comes down. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, um, I feel that in older pictures of him when he was younger, mm-hmm. his face was more normal, and now I think his face looks kind of weird, and I just wonder what that's about. Yeah, I don't know, and I want to know, and I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I, I saw go ahead, sorry. I didn't stress and maybe maybe a medication he's on. He just looks well there's something about his eyes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's 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 definitely stress. I mean when he was like when he testified in front of Congress a couple yeah. years ago <laughs> <laughs> he looked so bad. He looked like that story of the baseball player in the 70s who took acid and forgot that he had a game that day. (laughs) It's the no-hitter. He looked, yeah, he looked like he got high and forgot that he was supposed to do something really important that day. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Oh my God, I have to get to Congress in one hour. <laughs> oh no, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Just rolling up. You remember there was a stretch where he was like doing videos of him like grilling in his backyard with his friends? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, to you and everyone listening, I would say after this is over, you know, <laughs> feel free to look those up. Do you want to bring up my other celeb gossip topic? Yes, I'm very happy to uh, talk about this one. Number two was, what was Brian Lara's emergency dental visit for? What do you think? Broken tooth? I wonder wonder if it was a a root canal, like an emergency root canal. Yeah. I don't know that much about teeth. Mm. So I don't have a very good guess. Have you ever needed to go to the dentist for an emergency? No, no, just just your regulars. Clean. Well, I have, and it was for an emergency root canal. Oh my God, what hat? Tell me everything. I, I, I will 
hereby dish. I I just like my tooth was like hurting for days, and I went to like I was on Medicaid at the time, and mm-hmm. I went to like a, a dentist that was in the same building as Port Authority. What? And, yeah, there's a like on the back side of Port Authority, there is a dentist office, and I okay. went in and. They, uh, like, I waited forever to get back there, and then they were like, I was like, hey, my tooth has been hurting for days, and it won't stop. And they were like, well, we'll take an x-ray. And they looked at it, and they were like, it's probably, like, we can't find anything. It's probably just, you need to floss back there, because there's some food stuck between the two teeth. And I was like, I don't think that's it. I have been doing that, and there's nothing back there. And they were like, well, just take ibuprofen, and it should resolve itself in a couple days. So I do this, I take the ibuprofen, it, uh, it works for like two hours at a time, and this goes on for two more days, and I'm finally like, this is crazy. And so I like called a different dentist that like Medicaid did not cover, because it was like a Saturday, and they were one of the only people open. And I went in, and they were like, oh, you need a root canal immediately. Oh, no. um, and so I got the root canal, and then had to pay out of pocket for it, because uh, insurance didn't cover it. Yeah, it was not a fun stretch, and I will tell you, Mary, that the night before I got this procedure done, I went to see Paul McCartney at Madison Square Garden, (laughs) and was just reeling in pain the entire concert, (laughs) like trying to sing along to Obladi Oblada and being like, oh God. That's horrible. I wondered if maybe the music you know, transported you to a place without pain, but it sounds like no. Yeah, it's uh, it did not at all. Um, and I wouldn't wish that experience on anyone. So my my sincere hope is that Brian Lara was spared a fate as bad as mine. So what exactly? Um, what's going on with your tooth when you need to get a root canal? Uh, basically there is like a cavity has progressed to the point where, um, the nerve of your tooth is exposed. Oh, okay. Um, and that's exactly what happened to me. So they go in and they just chop, 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 they cut it out. And then if your dentist is anything like mine, she shows it to you after she cuts it out. Wow. And so then your gum just like heals what what happens after? They put in a crown, you know, they put in a little fake tooth to cover up the exposed area. Um, and then you uh, never experience pain again, and they never have to redo it, and um, you're happier. Yay. Yeah. Now, Great. now that we've, uh, well, we like to talk, we like to talk about dentists every show. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some conspiracies on Twitter, actually. Um, sometimes if something exciting is happening on Brian Lair, I'll search on Twitter the words Brian Lair and then, you know, change the settings to show latest tweets and see if anyone's, you know, talking about what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and he was gone for, I think, a whole week or almost a whole week. And I was like, what is going on? So I searched his name and I saw some people were saying, like, how much you want to bet this, quote, emergency dental visit is blah, blah, blah. Um, they weren't really giving specifics 
uh, conspiracies, but more saying, you know, something more is going on. Actually, Ooh. I'm reminded someone did have a joke tweet that um, uh, I think maybe, what was it? Brian Lair was in jail for beating up the mayor <laughs> or is currently beating up the mayor, something like that, and yeah. saying that's it. <laughs> 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 yeah, de Blasio is like outside of Trump Tower, like spray painting Black Lives Matter on the street and Brian Lara just tackles him. <laughs> you imagine? Um, I, I would say to that, uh, that Brian Lara doesn't need to beat up the mayor because the mayor calls in and Brian Lara's listeners do it every week. Oh my God. <laughs> what a dynamic. I remember listening, like, like you, I have been listening to this show for a long time. And, uh, I, it does, like, now it does make me nostalgic for the days where people would call in and it would just be like, you need to put in a roundabout at Bedford Avenue and Malcolm X. Like, there, we can't get any cars through this intersection. I'm out there every day. I get really excited when someone has a problem like that. Um, yeah, of like a nuisance neighbor or yeah, big pothole. And then Brian says, um, like, okay, our call screener will take your information and they'll, I'm like, oh my God, there's magic <laughs> happening behind the scenes now. <laughs> yes. And anytime the mayor is like, you know, my team will reach out to you. I, I think they fix it. I think, I definitely think they do. We're, so he definitely, de Blasio clearly like gets excited to like play the hero in that context where he's mm -hmm. just like, of course, like this is exactly why I come on this show to hear from people like this. Now I have to ask your thoughts about um, a caller that I heard the other day. They, um, oh, the, the show was about, what's it called? Virtual doctor's visits and okay. people were calling in and saying what they like and don't like about them and this woman she called in and she said i had one virtual doctor's visit and i get a pop-up that asks me if chrome will allow me to use my microphone and camera <sighs> Why does it need to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, immediately I was like, this is so funny. Like the web browser is just setting up your call and you have to press okay. <laughs> and this woman thinks that it's uh, spyware. But then as I was thinking about it more, I was like, um, I think there is probably a good point buried in there that... Um, Google and whatever other companies are running on your computer probably do have the data of your doctor's visit, which normally uh, would be outlawed by HIPAA. Yes. Uh, so, um, so I thought that was really funny and crazy, but then I was like, well, maybe it's not so crazy. Yeah, it is the kind of thing that's like easy to poke fun at at the beginning where it's just like, I went to the doctor and they made me fill out my insurance number. I have an insurance card. Why would I need to fill out my insurance info? <laughs> right, and then, yeah, I like that kind of stuff when yeah. Brian or the guest has to 
really politely navigate how to like correct them or not correct them. Oh yes, uh, a call going south that Brian <laughs> <laughs> like has to decide when to step in and be like, "We are not going to continue with this." Is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is my favorite thing. Well, there was someone on the show yesterday who people were calling in with their experiences um, voting and mail-in voting in the state of New Jersey. And Mm -hmm. one girl, she said, um, you know, there were so many confusing things about doing the mail-in, but um, I figured it out and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so, oh, okay. So do you have any tips for people that are doing mail-in voting in other states um yeah i think just do blah 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 and you have 48 hours um after after election day to get it in and then she hangs up and then (laughs) brian (laughs) and the guests are like what and so then brian is asking the guests like can you confirm do you know what she means by that 48 hour and the guy is like no it needs to be postmarked by such and such (laughs) to be there by the end of the day and brian's like yeah that's what i had thought too okay (laughs) then they just moved on (laughs) oh man i i think too like one of my favorite sort of running uh uh gags i guess on the show is brian he gets a caller the caller asks a question brian or the guest goes on for not too long of a time but gives a lengthy answer to the question mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brian goes back to the caller and says <laughs> says uh does that answer your question greg in queens and then there's this little pause and then he'll say greg is gone okay next caller <laughs> Yeah, that's some good stuff. Greg is gone. I remember the first time I ever heard someone say, I'll take my answer off the air and thinking, oh, wow, that was so exciting. (laughs) It makes them sound like an expert. It's a power move for sure to be like, I am not here for me. I am here for this question. I have served my purpose. I am gone. And also, I think it's a little bit like, I know how radio works. I know yes. how you- <laughs> Yes. This isn't my first time calling into the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor's just like, oh, God, I got to deal with this again. You know what I have thought at times um, is that I wish the Brian Lair show, which, of course, is Monday through Friday, 10 to 12 a.m., 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., I wish it was as popular as the Super Bowl because (laughs) that thing where like when you're watching the Super Bowl or like the Oscars or any sort of like huge television event and you're on Twitter and like everyone is like talking about like every kind of like weird gaffe or misspeak or I just feel like anytime something weird happens on the show I... Uh, crave connecting with people <laughs> to be like, did you hear that? <laughs> there just isn't <laughs> that kind of audience at all. No, it would be really nice though if like, if Brian Lara, like 
if if there was that kind of like community around it that like Brian Lara Collar's got the same like uh like all-star status as like Geneva on the best show or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, I hope Spike calls in this week. <laughs> Maybe, you know what? I'm sort of thinking about I feel like there are enough people that listen to it that frequently, but they just need to be brought together. Yes. And maybe I just need to find people throughout the internet talking about the show and then reach out to them and say, hey, I'm starting. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a hashtag. Maybe it's a Facebook group. And if you, if you want to join, I'd love it if you joined. You know what? Maybe I, I wouldn't be shocked if there was such a Facebook group already, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure that there is a Facebook group that's pretty straight laced, uh-huh. blah, 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 what's going on on the show this week, but I want one that's totally fun and where the fan community sort of makes their own, you know what I mean. I do. What you, what we need, Mary, is a Brian Lara Reddit, a subreddit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So there is one that exists. I want to, do you want to guess how long it's been since a post was created? Okay. Um, are you looking at it right now? I'm looking at it right now. Four days. Seven months. What? <laughs> now I'm thinking, maybe I'm just overestimating the demand. I don't know. I think it's probably more that Brian Lara's like listeners are not into they're reddit stuff they're yeah. what they're doing stuff yeah they're doing stuff yeah they're calling in from like the the back of a construction van and, and sure yeah keeping the city going wow um i do love that show i uh i miss the best show mary i know isn't that sad have you listened to double threat I haven't, to be honest. It is very fun. Oh, I'll check it out. I would recommend. It's really just like, it's it's kind of like, it's you get the installments of like the Tom and Julie Besho episodes just like in just like a shorter form every week. And it's a blast. I I liked, um, I saw Julie was posting that she had Colin Jost's um, <laughs> apartment background as her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> now you were on julie klausner's television program it's true in a memorable role inez the intern yes talk about show business mary okay <laughs> um, so show business is amazing <laughs> people are the kindest people and um, everyone has, everyone's really down to earth in show business and has like, you know, a normal, healthy view of reality. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Zingum. Yeah, show business is crazy, but then you're sort of like, well, I've been putting in all this time. I should probably, I should probably keep going, huh? Right. I mean, clearly, like, this uh, stretch of time, like, in quarantine and lockdown or whatever, has, like, given everybody, like, a chance to reflect on, like, why am I doing this again? 
You know, like, I feel like every day you see a Twitter thread of somebody just being like, I don't miss comedy at all. Everyone who's doing it sucks. And like, here's why. Yeah. I think Uh, that's a funny thing going on mm -hmm. where people are like, well, fuck it. You know who I never liked? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Such like a weird phenomenon that's happening. It's very weird. Um, But it's also clearly like, I mean, you're getting, if you care enough to like post about this stuff, like you like it still, you know? Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Uh, We just got, we got to keep it fun, Mary. That's the key. That's the key. We got to keep it fun. SNL stuff is due this time of year. So I just submitted my video reel and then the sketch, the writing packet is due this upcoming Monday. Yes. Oh, I got that on the brain a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, you know, let's, uh, 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 let's, 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 let's get some ideas going. Let's get to workshop some premises here. Okay. Can I this tell is you? Be... Go ahead. Just... Yeah. As you know, one of them is Brian Lair and the mayor. Yes. Um, another one is um, is a parody of Mad Max, the original, and it's so it's, it's supposed to look like late 70s Australian New Wave, and it's a movie called Outback Jacks. <laughs> and it's, well, sort of the game of the sketch is just there's a million people that get introduced and they all have like stupid fucking names (laughs) (laughs) um and i guess it would be recurring and everyone would have stupid names and really stupid costumes yeah you know a quotable refillable absolutely what else do i have i have another one um it's called CUNY website tutorial and it's definitely not going in the packet because it is hashtag niche. (laughs) Oh, I have another one. Uh, It's about, it's a commercial parody and it's for Winnebago RVs and it's about how you can go bathroom in them and how that's so important right now (laughs) and bringing families together and you can go on road trips and, um, you know, it's just very self, uh, self-important, and it's all about, uh, you know, shitting in your own car. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. What else we have here? There's a talk show. It's called Lady Gaga Sunk, and it's every episode she's just, she's sunk in, like, a huge pile of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's just sort of, like, wiggling and trying to stay afloat. <laughs> while interviewing a person <laughs> okay yeah i love it i love it <laughs> oh oh that's very funny <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it did you that's like did you like, sorry go ahead you were starting to say something the other ones are whatever i was gonna say Oh yeah, I I did that thing with it where I like uh I just like went through my list of like old sketches that I'd done for like this and that over the years and just went, oh god. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm I'm sure they want uh author Q and A sketch. <laughs> yeah, well, right. You never know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know what? It's going in. Um. Yes, I think I might include a sketch from my alternatino packet, which. 
would that have been 2017, 2018? When did I even submit for that? When did we make that show? I want to say the show came out in 2018. So, um, um, I remember doing a really good job on that packet and getting an email from one of the producers saying, oh, we just want to say, this is such a great packet, and you, like, clearly like, watched the pilot and cared. And I really don't think that Arturo is going to hire you. So oh. I just wanted to tell you that you did a good job. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was looking back at some of those sketches, and I think they are pretty fun. <laughs> oh, man. The, like... Just, like, how long do you have to wait before you get to the, like, how many compliments are they going to layer in before they get to the butt <laughs> in that email? Ooh. Just, Mary, this is the most original packet we've ever seen. <laughs> like, but there's no chance you're getting the job. You don't have it, honey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are. We're about uh, we're about halfway. You know, we're not a little more than halfway into the show now. And at this point, uh, uh, Mary Houlihan, I, I like to um, I like to do a segment called irrelevant bullshit. Um, and in this segment, we talk about. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because what we've been talking about so far has been like really important, and it's. So it'll be a fun reprieve to switch to uh, dumber topics. Yes, we're going from your <laughs> we're going from your scathing show business satire mm -hmm, mm -hmm. into something a little lighter. <laughs> <laughs> this is a segment where you talk about a thing you are reading or watching uh, that has that is not in the zeitgeist in any way. Um, oh. And I will kick things off by saying that uh, I am on a free trial of HBO Max uh, at the moment so that I could watch Search Party. And after watching the Search Party, I discovered that all of Whose Line Is It Anyway is on HBO Max. Ooh. And I have been indulging in that a lot. Wow. You know what? It's, it's hard to say because so many things are in the zeitgeist when I heard you saying name a thing you're watching or enjoying uh my mind started blinking 90 day fiance 90 day fiance it <laughs> had to be something not in the zeitgeist and i was like whoa mm -hmm. um let's see what have i been into i mean just everything i've been into lately is in the zeitgeist um i recently watched a documentary about how do you say her name tova, tova jansen you know her? She's the writer of Moomin, the Moomin children's books. Oh, okay, gotcha. So big in the zeitgeist. I mean, Moomin is everywhere. Moomin is a global phenomenon. But you know what? Maybe this is arguably more niche info that the, I mean, probably a lot of people are like, Mary, we know this. But I didn't know this. I was reading um, a novel by Tova Janssen, mm. and I was reading in the, the foreword, the introduction thing by another author, they were talking about what an interesting life she led as a queer woman and living on an island in Finland with her companion. And they spent the summers on this island, and when they were back in the city during the year, they went into each other's apartments 
through uh, uh, tunnels. And I was like, what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't even know she was gay. And so then I was reading about her and I was like, yup, this is all true. And so then I watched a documentary about her. It was on YouTube. I think it's a BBC documentary about her life. And it was really interesting. And Whoa. Really cool. Wow. I will have to check that out. It's on YouTube, you said. It's on YouTube. Uh, I was uh, telling you a little beforehand that I teach uh, preschool and um, the the kids, Moomin, they're in. Oh, incredible. They love it. Also, what was interesting is they talk about um, the hidden messages in Moomin and it really blew the lid off of my brain, which Ooh. is wow. So, um... Let's see, for instance, well, basically, she grew up in Finland. She grew up in a tiny European country, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the the Nazis took over, or they uh, were accomplices to the Nazis, I guess, in some ways, Um arguably without choice because uh, the Nazis had military might so you know join or die um, and then also the Soviet Union was coming to power and taking over all the teeny tiny Eastern Bloc countries also during her lifetime so just a lot of political turmoil and um, you know, national superpowers trying to take over the world and you're this tiny, you're in this tiny country in the middle of all that happening. That's, uh, you know, people were pointing out the allegories in her books that you mm -hmm. would just be like, what the fuck? I did not pick up on that. Yeah. And also they uh, talked about these two little characters that are supposed to be her and her um, partner. And mm -hmm. so like these two little female critters and they're supposed to be lesbian lovers and they uh, carry around a suitcase and they open up the suitcase. And well, they carry around a suitcase that they never ever open. And that represents their closetedness because homosexuality was um, extremely socially unacceptable and even illegal until 1971 in Finland. Yeah. And um, so they carry around this suitcase and it never opens. And so that's the secret of their love. And one day they open up their suitcase and inside is a big glowing jewel. And that represents their love. And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I thought these were just like, weird little stories but this yeah. is quite powerful definitely there there is like a whole like emerging body of thought around like uh, uh like children's books like and how they like deal with homosexuality specifically like there was a big piece on frog and toad um in the new yorker a couple years ago that was just like all about how it's just like you know it's you just it's this like you know it's this gay relationship between the frog and this toad and like how like wholesome that the the book makes it um, right. and uh yeah i think that's so fascinating it's cool stuff 
Let's see what else. Um, you know, I recently watched this isn't in the zeitgeist. I mean, it is in the zeitgeist is what I mean. It is in the zeitgeist. It doesn't fulfill the parameters of this segment. I recently watched The Last Picture Show. Yes. This. Do you listen to You Must Remember This? On and off, I do. So the current season is about um, Polly Platt. Bogdanovich. Mm. So I had to watch the movie. What'd you uh, think? I liked it. I liked it. And then afterwards, I watched what is it called? Thunder, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot because I was like, you know what? I think I would like to see another thing with a young Jeff Bridges. And so I did. And I'm just telling you about huge monster hit movies from 1971, <laughs> the year. <laughs> That homosexuality became legal, but still not yet socially acceptable in Finland. So these are just monster popular things. These are in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, you are, you're too plugged in for this segment. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? What else? <sighs> um, oh, wait. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of want you to just make these like thinking sounds for like the next fifteen minutes, and then we'll just end the show. <laughs> well, something that I find myself doing a lot is when I'm watching something, and I'm like, "That's an interesting looking actor. What else do they do?" I haven't seen them in a while. Do they still work? And then mm -hmm. I look them up and then I go, oh, yeah, sure. They're in so many things. Oh, okay. Or I go, yep, checks out. They haven't really worked too much. I wonder what they did. I wonder were they, were they like show business is so annoying and then switch to something else or, you know, maybe did they have personal problems? Did they, you know, just sort of peter out when the jobs dried up? I don't know. I look them up. So sometimes I read these Wikipedias of people that are so strange. There are people that like haven't done anything in several years. And, mm -hmm. you know, the Wikipedias are written maybe by the person themselves or by a family member or maybe even like by a stalker, like someone that's like obsessed with them and just right. that kind of thing. Um, so I'm pretty into wikipedia pages of people that like were semi-public figures until 2005 or whatever mm -hmm. um one for instance i think this counts it's not in the zeitgeist does it i don't know is um a guy named chris wild i was looking at his um wikipedia recently because he was a person from my hometown and I remember when I was a kid, he was in Nintendo 64 commercials and uh, I guess occasionally had little bit parts on TV and, you know, was sort of like, oh, did you know a guy that went to our school is like doing that now? And I was deep in thought one day and I said, oh my God, I am Chris Wilde. I'm what Chris Wilde was. 
to me at that age, to those children of that age, I am there because what? <laughs> wow. And so then I was Googling him and trying to see what he was up to. And it was that sort of thing of like an extremely detailed bio of like every single professional thing he's ever done. Oh, wow. You know, hasn't really done anything in 15 years. Um, so I like those kinds of um, pages. I think they're such a unique thing. Yes. They, uh, on a similar note of like a uh, guy like has, or actor has like a moment and then just kind of like goes away after that. Mm-hmm. I recently watched the documentary Every Little Step from 2009, which is about the the revival of a chorus line on Broadway. Are you familiar with any of these things I've mentioned? I know the words. I don't know what they are. <laughs> I mean, I know I've heard a chorus line, but I yeah, know, yeah. I don't know what it's about. Either. I have never I had never seen the show either. Um, all right, like I've never seen the, the, the production of the show. I'm watching this documentary. And there, it's just like a behind the scenes of like, they do an open call. So like 3000 people audition for, for this new show. And they're like whittling the things down and people are getting cut in these large numbers. And then they focus in on this, like one group of people at the end who ends up, you know, like some of them get it, some of them, they, some of them don't. And I'm looking at this guy named Jeffrey and I'm like, I know this guy, who is this guy? This, and I realize it is uh, a guy who taught dance to a preschool summer camp that I worked at here in New York two summers ago. <laughs> and like, he's, he's just there like crushing it in this Broadway musical. Wow. And I was just like, oh my God, it's like, it's Jeff. <laughs> like the guy who runs this like preschool dance studio and he would also like he was the one supposed to be teaching the lessons but he was also just like never there like he would always send a sub and i was like that rat was auditioning for stuff like i had no idea he was just like a successful broadway actor and this was like his his like like other business you know Mm -hmm. it was very exciting mary that is exciting. It was, this is a this is a happy version of of this story, which is just like yeah, they 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 quit and like became uh, like a salesman or something. You know what? I I think I think before I did any sort of show business stuff, and I think people that don't do any sort of show business, I think they all think that right. You're like, well, that person hasn't been in anything in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they couldn't hack it and. Yeah. Now it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, right, right. One hundred percent. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, maybe I should look into starting my preschool radio business. Right. Well, they moved somewhere pleasant and did something that like directly helped people on a daily basis. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, I, I have thought of two um, non-zeitgeist things, I think. Okay. Okay, uh, I think I might have forgotten one. Okay, so one of them, we know, I remember both of them. Okay, so one of them is an artist, and her name is Carolyn Swiss. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. It looks, um, yeah, what's it? Check. Polish, some kind of Eastern European, S-W-I-S-Z-C-Z, Caroline Swiss. 
and okay. she uh, she puts out a monthly zine, and my good friend Ryan Douglas signed me up for her monthly zine, and so I get her artwork in the mail every month, and she is so terrific and interesting and has such great ideas, and the stuff looks incredible, and she makes everything, uh, you know, like they're just great objects. She she sends you like a little, uh, she sends you like a little box to keep all the things in, which itself is a work of art. And her, her zine project is called Zebra Cat Zebra. So you could look that up. I'm looking at her page right now. And so this is certifiably not in the zeitgeist. <laughs> and She's just really cool. I think you should check her out. And that reminds me, another thing not in the zeitgeist is Brian Douglas, who signed me up for <laughs> Cat Zebra. And he has these incredible Instagram stories um, where he uh, elucidates what's going on in Queens in the real estate business and how, you know, city planning and real estate uh, sort of create um, you know, we see the effects of racism and we're like, oh my God, that's horrible. And he really lays out the sort of nitty gritty, quote unquote, boring behind the scenes systemic stuff of how things get set up that way or how gentrification gets encouraged and how everyone loses out and um but because it's very specific and um good at explaining how these systems work and like what policies are happening in your city that are causing these things it does make mm -hmm. you feel a little bit more empowered um because you once you know what a problem is then you know then you can figure out how to fix it. So I would recommend following Ryan Douglas on Instagram. He is a not zeitgeist person. Um, he's getting his master's in, what is it? Some kind of city planning? Well, some sort of thing like that at Queens College. And I keep telling him, write a book. <laughs> write a book. I think he might. I honestly think he might. That's awesome. I think that's so true with like, uh, like getting into the nitty gritty of like local politics has mm -hmm. been like a, like really smart thing that people have been doing as a result of like, even like, I feel like it even started like after the 2016 election also yeah. just like, we were just like, how can we make sure that this does not happen again at like every level and like, this is where I feel as though the current uh, media landscape um, as like like toxic as it can be sometimes is like really great because there's this show. Do you know FAQ NYC? No. It's a podcast that's like just about like local New York City politics. Um, and it's like hosted by people of color. Uh, and it's like, it's like really essential in terms of like, just like breaking down what happens at City Hall every week. Um, and like, that's not the kind of thing that like uh, any like institution is doing that like came from the grassroots that came from just like people who followed each other on Instagram. Yeah. It's cool stuff and it's all very confusing. So it's great. Yes. People 
you know, sort of lead you. Yes, it's very confusing. And if you've got like this situation where someone uh, with like charm and a nice voice is explaining how these things are working, uh, it's the best uh, you could ask for. In my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess we're going to go run for office now. I think that's what I'm getting inspired to do here. Nice. Oh, boy. Mary. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming into the final final few minutes of the show now. Huh? What happens now? Well, I like to kind of uh, uh, change this up every every week. We kind of just like we leave the people going home dancing, so to speak. Oh, yeah. uh, we give them a nice a nice little treat. And usually, uh, what we do is we end with an improv scene. But today, <laughs> today you and I are going to do uh, improvised Vi- uh, Brian Lara call-in show. Okay. Do you want to be the host? Brian Lara or the caller? I think I want to be the caller. I think that sounds great. Okay. And uh, I'll just get a uh, suggestion. (laughs) Um, See, random word generator. Looks like our suggestion is, oh, wow, century. Mm. Okay. Here we go. Welcome back to the Brian Lara Show. Here, this is your host Brian Lara on the air until twelve noon. Uh, this is WNYC. We're taking calls. Uh, we're going to Mary in Ridgewood. Uh, Mary, hello. Hi, Mary. Hello. Oh, hi. Uh, yes, actually, it's um, it's Marie in Rockland County, um, but that's okay. That's okay. Oh, sorry about that. I'll I'll take it up with our call screener after this is over. What's your question, Marie? So I live in Rockland County and, you know, it's, it's great. It's great because, you know, it's in the outer rings. It's in the outer rings of the, you know, the commuter circle. So my husband, he goes into the city for work and, you know, he drives. Okay. And he's lucky that he works, you know, he works far enough uptown that most of the time, if he gets there early enough, he can find, you know, street parking. He's lucky sure. that he doesn't have to pay, you know, for a garage. Um, but sometimes, sometimes he doesn't luck out. Sometimes, you know, he's circling the blocks, he's circling the blocks, and he ends up, you know, paying for a garage. And that's, I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money. I mean, paying for a garage some of these garages, what they're paying, it it's more than what a parking ticket costs. And so that makes me wonder, that makes me wonder, are people intentionally, you know, just parking places that they, you know, that they can't, you know, that they, that they're going to get a parking ticket because they know it's going to be cheaper than these garages. And I, I just want to know these garages, you know, that's a lot of real estate they're sitting on. They should be letting in cars and they should cost 
less. Brian, That's Brian, it's, it's Mayor de Blasio. Can I jump in here, please? But uh, Marie in Rockland County, this is the Mayor de Blasio. Um, I just want to say that I heard your call and I was so moved by Thank what you. you had to say. Thank you. And, you know, please stay on the line before Brian uh, uh, kicks you off because my team is going to connect. Uh, we're going to connect with you and we're going to get this straightened out. I, I didn't know about this. I'm so glad you brought it up to my attention. Stay on the line long. What? I can't stay on the line long. Well, why, why, why not? Well, can you just, can you connect me with the people now? I mean, yeah, it's, it, I don't really know how to work the phone super well, so I'm going to have to get someone in here to help me dial, like, the extension and everything. But, yeah, just stay on. What are you, what are you doing? What's your cell? What? I have a pen. What's your cell number? <laughs> okay, it's, it's, uh, it's, it starts with 646. Okay. Four, six, okay. Then nine one one. Nine one one six four six nine one one. Yeah. Uh huh. And then uh nineteen seventy three. Nick's baby. One nine seven. Okay. Six four six. Okay. Nine one one. Uh huh. One nine seven three. Is that right? That's right. Nick's baby. Okay, texting, texting you now. Okay. That's me. That's me. I sent a smiley. Mr. Mayor, we've, we've really got to move on. Uh, Maria, has this answered your question? Um, no, no, because I was a little bit shy. I was a little bit shy earlier, so I didn't really get out everything that I wanted to say, but now I sort of worked up my nerve a little bit more. Um, do so some of these buildings, okay, um, some of these apartment buildings are so big. <laughs> too, too big. I'll, I'll take my answer off the air. Hey, that was great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary. Club. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So people should check out your Patreon, right? Oh, definitely. Hello, patreon.com slash Mary Woolham. They got to sign up. Join the I scene mean, club. I'm, much, I'm the zebra cat zebra of Ridgewood, New York. I'm <laughs> And more if you, you know, if you want to pay a little bit more, I'll send you more. That's awesome. Um, thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. I'm glad you're doing well. Um, and I think let's say goodbye. Bye, Cole. Bye, Mary. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, this is Jimmy. Well, that's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.